Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Executive Edition. I'm Leslie Langnaught with Make Parts Fast, and I'm here today with John Kowal, who is president of Ultimaker North America. So thank you for joining me today, John. Yeah, great to be here, Leslie. Thanks. Now, recently um, I saw that you were making some comments about the value of a manufacturing minute. Can you go into that in a little bit more detail? Sure. Well, um, being in the in the business of selling um, and, and marketing um, 3D printers, um, 3D printers are purchased the same way a lot of other productivity tools are purchased uh, in in engineering and design and manufacturing, similar to, to CAD software and, and other products. It's all about saving time, um, getting to a better design, uh, saving money. Um, and we wanted to try to find a way to quantify that in, in some meaningful way. And so we put together some, some data. We looked at uh, um, some industries like automotive. We looked in general manu- manufacturing to just try to quantify the scale of what time really means. And so there's a lot of data in that, in that piece in terms of the value of a manufacturing minute. But uh, another theme to that is really just how much time how much is, is time really worth, uh, especially when a company is trying to get a product to market? Mm-hmm. And the way to frame that is if, if a company is uh, one week or one, one month uh, or six months or one year late to market, um, in a lot of ways, that's uh, lost revenue during that period of time. That revenue you would have achieved uh, in that week or month or year. Um, and people, I think, often believe that, well, if you're delayed, you'll, you'll get it back. You're just starting later. And I think that's, um, for most cases, not true. I mean, the, the world is moving quickly. Competition is always emerging. So if you're a, a week or a month or a late uh, or a year late, that's just lost forever. And so really the, the goal for that piece was to try to put some, put some numbers around the value of time uh, in the industries that we play in. That's something that I hear a lot in uh, 3D printing additive manufacturing circles where everyone is trying to justify 3D printing or additive manufacturing in that kind of a manufacturing context. So mm-hmm. how close are we to that in, in that particular industry? Well, I mean, manufacturing is broad, right? So this, uh, whether it's uh, people making toys or shoes or... Mm-hmm. Aerospace, you know, in the aerospace market, automotive market. So it's a very broad uh, definition in manufacturing. And I think what is encouraging is a lot of the technologies in that additive manufacturing uh, have evolved to the point where the, these machines can produce products that will meet the technical requirements or the aesthetic requirements mm-hmm. that people are looking for. This, this wasn't true five or ten years ago, mm-hmm. and it's increasingly true uh, for more and more products every day. So I think there's two, two things that, two requirements that need to be met for most <clears throat> companies to consider it. One is the part itself. Is it strong enough? Is it smooth enough? Is it sharp enough? Uh, does it meet all the technical requirements that I need? And then the second half of that is cost. Uh, right. they're, they're used to make, they're used to making that part a certain way using, right. uh, molding or machining or some other process. And now 3D printing is just a different way to do that. So there's two, you have to compare the costs in both scenarios. And I think there's been, what's encouraging in additive manufacturing is there's lots of new developments, especially over the last four or five years, 
lots of companies pushing the envelope in terms of uh, new technology, but also trying to push the envelope in terms of cost. Because if it doesn't really start to um, be viable for a meaningful number of applications, then it'll still be relegated only for uh, prototyping. Okay. So regarding uh, installing 3D printing and additive manufacturing in some kind of a manufacturing capacity, what do you see as needing to be addressed by this technology so that it is more useful to manufacturing? Is it a bit of an education issue? Is it a technical issue? Um, is it just a habitual focus of thought as opposed to why it's not as um, popular as it potentially could be? Yeah, I think it's it's a little of all three of those components, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, arguably um, part of the challenge still is is the technologies, the co collectively the technologies out there uh, don't satisfy enough of the needs for most manufacturers. Um, the, the, the applications that have been applied first, I'll, I'll call them, maybe the dominoes that have tipped over first, are the applications where um, there's a real premium put on speed um, and cost and value. Um, and one of the challenges in most, almost all manufacturing operations is there's some setup cost, some tooling charge. Mm -hmm. That could cost uh, ten thousand. Could could cost a million, depending on the product. And that time to make those, to make the tools and get set up is often you know weeks, if not months. And one of the advantages of three D printing is that you eliminate that essentially. You don't really have tooling. You don't really have setup charge. So um, the dominoes that have tipped over first for using additive manufacturing uh, for real end use parts have been the applications where uh, relatively low volume or even one-off type volume. Um, and then there's also a real value placed on um, performance that perhaps could in, in those applications was achieved by 3D printing. So you look at some of the, the applications out there, some of the applications in dental. You know, dental is a, in a lot of ways the ultimate one-off market. Mm -hmm. you know, every, part produced, every part produced is different. And so that's... Uh, not, uh, natural to see why that has done so well in that space. Uh, the other extreme, you look at aerospace. Uh, aerospace is a uh, inherently not a high-volume market. Um, they, uh, it's not like automotive where uh, aerospace manufacturer is making you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, 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 of planes. Now they're making hundreds or thousands. So it's an inherently a low-volume market compared to automotive. Uh, and also, they pay will pay a real premium for performance. So, if there's design improvements that can be made to additive manufacturing that, let's say, makes a component five percent or ten percent lighter, mm -hmm. that's real value in aerospace. And so, I think that's why, at least so far, you've seen those types of applications uh, be applied first. Um, but I think you'll see over time that additive will start to creep into more and more applications, which. Uh, where the, the user is really comparing additive versus a traditional approach and uh, where they can get the benefit of faster time to market, less, less tooling costs, and, the, at the, and then the per-part unit cost can get closer and closer to what they're doing today. It almost sounds like there's a little bit of a lack of comparative data because AM is not in such a wide range of applications and industries that users don't really know what to use to evaluate because there's not enough information out there. 
Well, some of it, some of some of those. Uh, it's a good point. I think some of those costs um, are are pretty well known. You know, okay. tooling costs are pretty pretty well known. Right. right. Uh, setup costs are pretty well known. Um, but then there's a lot of intangible costs like uh, time. You know, the time to be able to uh, um, get to first production, and what is that worth the company? I alluded to in the beginning of the segment here. I alluded to. Uh, if you can get to market a month earlier, that that by itself itself it's it's either a cost, or you can flip it around. It's it's uh, an incremental gross margin or incremental revenue that's of value to the company. I think those types of intangible costs um, are not clear, mm-hmm. and it's it perhaps it's perhaps hard to have a a standard set of what those costs are because a lot, all companies are different and value things a little bit differently. But I think part of the challenge uh, and one of the tasks for the industry is to educate users not only on the, the well-understood costs like material costs and tooling costs, but also on a lot of the intangible costs like um, you know, the freedom to um, you know, go, go to production without tooling, the freedom to uh, think about uh, having you know, 20 different manufacturing sites around the world or, or 50, where uh, perhaps uh, making 50 tools wouldn't quite make sense. Um, or the the savings that comes with uh, reduced freight or reduced logistics. So there's all those intangible costs that I think people are becoming more aware of, and I think the industry has to do a better job uh, educating users about. I also think it might be that people need to look at this technology in an application in manufacturing in a little different way. For example, with your systems, even though they're predominantly desktop-type systems, you could iterate incredibly fast and create multiple parts in different ways than a traditional manufacturing setup. Uh, sure, sure. And I think one of the, um, you know, th- this sort of uh, crosses the line in some way back to prototyping and tooling and, mm-hmm. and manufacturing. But we, we look at this as a continuum. So to the extent that uh, um, users are using additive manufacturing for prototyping and design, then that helps them to better understand uh, how to perhaps use it for, for manufacturing and perhaps use it uh, as a production tool for, for end-use parts. So I think in a lot of ways it can be a continuum. I think one of the challenges in the past perhaps in, in getting people to really embrace it for manufacturing is they made it, may have been using 3D printers. 3D printers have been used for 25-plus years mm-hmm. for prototyping. Uh, but then they, they would use it for prototyping, and then it would go over a wall and then people would think about, how, okay, now how do I make this? And uh, tooling engineers would get involved, and there would be a whole cycle there. But if there's a continuum from prototyping uh, all the way to end-use parts where you're essentially using the same type of technologies, I think there's a lot of benefit there. Okay. So for, for your customers, what are some of the things that are keeping them up at night, and how are you addressing those areas? Yeah, I think um, you know we come from we come from the world of, of desktop prototyping primarily, and that's where most of our customers are getting value from what we're doing. Um, and then we're we're um, seeing them wanting to pull these technologies um, uh, further down the process and start to use them for um, manufacturing. And so I think what um, keeps our customers up at night about using our technologies uh, for that, and it's a challenge for us as a company, is that I think the, the, um, the need for repeatability, the need for accuracy, the need for even certification 
the need for uptime, mm-hmm. all those things are, are real and important in the manufacturing world. Um, and to be honest, they're not real and important in the prototyping world. <laughs> um, people have a 3D printer, and if it, if it works 95% of the time and they get great parts most of the time, and they get them quickly, and they're um, cost-effective uh, compared to going to a service bureau or, or carving something out of wood, then, th- then they win. But in manufacturing, 95% uptime may not be good enough, mm-hmm. um, and they need to have a level of confidence that the first part is the same as the the, the 5,000th part that comes off the line, and that, and that's the world of manufacturing is used to that. That's well well understood, and a lot of the technologies that uh, you know injection molding and other types of processes are sort of developed and certified and quantified to be able to do that. And I think 3D printing is just getting into that. Yeah, the, those technologies have honed repeatability and accuracy to a fine right. art. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That makes good sense. And, and it, it's, it's perhaps less about accuracy because I think a lot of the technologies that out there can produce um, the part that people need. Um, but can they produce it 5,000 times mm-hmm. uh, in, in a row? I think that's, a, that's something new for the additive manufacturing industry. Without somebody having to stand by the machine and make sure it's doing it. Right. Yep, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yep. Well, John, I thank you for your time. I appreciate your insight here. Okay. Thanks, Leslie. Take care.